dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host, Welcome back, everyone. Hope all of you had a wonderful holiday season as we get ready to begin another, hopefully a landmark milestone year for the cannabis industry, the year of our Lord, 2020. 2020, however you decide to go and say the year, going throughout the year. So I'm glad all of you were able to go and have a wonderful holiday season and that your first quarter of 2020 is very successful as we hope ours is as well and uh, as the same for our guest. My next guest, his company is a premier provider for phytonutrient nutritional products for humans, cats, and dogs. The CEO and chairman of CBD Unlimited joins me here on Blunt Business, Todd Davis. Todd, thanks for joining us. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Without saying that CBD Unlimited has been quite busy leading up to the new year, first of all, you partner with First Foods Group under the OTZS FIFG, a leading chocolate manufacturer which is set to launch a hemp-based premium chocolate product line under the name Southeast Edibles. You also secured stage one financing to the sound of $2 million, surpassing a year-end store goal to have more than 5,000 stores nationwide in mass pharmacy and mass retail markets. You granted, you were granted an industrial hemp license to ship and sell in the state of Michigan. And you have enhanced your social media influencer partnership program with Janie Delaney. This is a lot of things that are going on at one time. Obviously, this is a very aggressive push. Talk to you about trying to be able to manage this aggressive push on all these moving pieces. Well, you have to have the right personnel. So last, a year ago, September, I hired Dustin Sullivan uh, as my COO, who came on board to help manage the rollout into the mass pharmacy, mass retail markets, our product lines. Uh, we looked at the CBD market as a, you know, it's, it is an ascent industry and it's, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of lack of education, a lot of things that haven't caught up yet to how popular this, this product is becoming. So we wanted to make sure we were the most compliant, most registered, most sounding like a commercial uh, product manufacturer in the OTC markets. So that's what we built upon. We registered our products uh, to have OTC registrations. We made sure that if we're sitting in the pain aisle in a Walgreens, that we're allowed to be in the pain aisle. We're not just getting stuck in there because we're getting grouped with other CBD products. In the hope that you know the companies who are not compliant with those standards get moved to somewhere else in the store and we're sitting there as a sole company or a company that's in good company with companies that are, are compliant and are helping set the standards for the industry. Now, you bring up a good point about where CBD in some mainstream store shelves would be placed based on the products because if there are topicals, there are things that might be used for, because we always talk about how many different things certain CBD-related products have. I guess, is there a bit of a discussion as to where you're going to see somebody the spread throughout the different aisles and just outside of the pharmacy. 
it's going to be, you know, they're going to try to stick it everywhere. You know, when you have the hottest product in the market, they want, they want real estate in those stores, wherever people are at, wherever they're looking, wherever they think they can drive a sale. So you have to, you have to, you know, from a compliance standpoint, uniquely position that product for that shelf space. So if you're over in cosmetics, you better not be manufacturing your products in a food grade manufacturing facility. It needs to be cosmetic registered GMP. If it's a food grade product and you're selling it as a consumable product, it needs to be manufactured in a food grade facility. And in the early stages with thousands of companies trying to come into this space, they just, they're not prepared. They really don't know what they're doing. They know the benefits of CBD and they want to catch the, the big wave, but you still have to comply to industry. And, you know, with our company, we just tell everybody it's science and compliance. And that's the two things we do really, really well. But I want to stay on that point because it is very important that if other stores are going to be taking on this product and they're not necessarily a dispensary, not necessarily, a, you know, a store that actually caters to CBD products. If they're going to just have, because in some stores you might see, they're just put into one display and that's it. And I think it looks like a trend or a fad that will fade away. So I think it would be very important, not only for what you're doing to make sure that the Walgreens and CVS in the world do spread this product around and say, okay, CBD is, just, is a component that goes into different products, depending on the product, it should be spread around different store shelves. And the other companies out there trying to do the same thing should also make sure they're getting that same kind of treatment. Do you believe that? I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, if you th just put all things CBD on a wall, that's for one is going to confuse the consumer. Absolutely. They've got to look through 15 to a hundred different products sitting on a shelf and say, what am I using this for? How do I use it? And why, why are these all together? Why can't, if I have foot pain, go to the foot pain area. If I have a headache, go to the headache area. If I have, you know, if I want my hair to look more lustrous, or I want to look younger, they want to go into areas where they know they're looking for a product and then also say, oh, CBD's in this product. Does that make it a better product? Am I going to have a better experience? And I think over time, the market will shake that out. And you're right, those fads will disappear. And when you're trying to categorize all things CBD as lumping them together, you're doing a disservice to the market. I got to mention this point. This was just, just yesterday I talked. Uh, so my parents, they both have, you know, they're both in their 70s. They definitely have their issues with pain. My mother most recently is dealing with a lot of shoulder and neck pain. Um, could be positive to the thing that she's diabetic. Some other issues just because of age, she's having that issue. Now, I did get her um, access to some CBD pain relieving gel. So it's in a jar, like a, almost like a Vicks Vaporub type of jar, and she's been using it, and it has done significant effect. For my father, he's using on a knee injury that he's had for a long time, also has been effective. Not, you know, not the complete takeaway of all the pain, but really a good reliever in that sense. And one of the things I would think in these mainstream stores, would you look at the idea of putting out samples of some of these products in order to get people kind of acclimated into this? So say if there was a travel size that's being made just for the chance to get people to have that first chance to try it, enough for them to try to use it for a few applications so that they will buy into the product as opposed to, okay, you hear the stories, let's try it yourself. Yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of that right now. We're, we're offering single dose applications and one week supplies and we're positioning them as travel kits and uh, unique opportunities. You know, if you can't sleep at night, why would you want to buy 30 
a 30 count when you just want to sleep tonight. And if it works, you're going to go seek out that product as, as usable. So when we're going into the convenience store market or we're going into a single stand where you're being categorized with other one or two dose applications, we're positioning products into that space as well so they can get in with a lower price point and they can try it and they go, all right, this works. Now I can invest in this product and I can buy a longer term supply of product. So it is critical. And in a lot of what we're doing uh, in the marketplace is we want people to try us because it's not something that you have to take for two weeks to get results. You know, in one or two applications, if this product works for you, period. Absolutely. And, you know, it, and if the product is not made correctly, it's not going to work. So if it doesn't work on that first or second application or, you know, you, uh, experience with the product, you're not going to buy it. So it, it is a unique way to position the product. We do hand out samples when someone buys online, when someone buys online from us, uh, they will, will throw in a sample with it. You may want to try this too. And it gives them an opportunity to try it. If it did work for them, fantastic. If it doesn't, that's great. That's how we introduced the topicals to the market. We started with oils. We built capsule formulations. We built uh, consumable products like teas and coffees and energy drinks. And then we brought the topicals in. So topicals, we were giving free samples with each order and it spread like wildfire because like your parents are experiencing, they're getting some benefit from a product that has CBD in it. Now, it would be just as effective as any other product they found on the store shelf or probably better perhaps. But then again, the price point is my also my reason for saying there should be looking into having accessibility available to new customers because that's what you're going to get a lot of going to the store shelves. Well, we got to get ourselves to a break, Todd. I'm here with Todd Davis, CEO of CBD Unlimited. We're going to be back with more questions for Todd when it comes to changes by the USDA and the FDA. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not going to copy what's on the radio. At the time, it was all grunge at, that was on the radio. And I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold. 
old, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for Smart Pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back. I'm here with Todd Davis, the CEO of CBD Unlimited here on Bunt Business. November of last year, 2019, just so for everybody to know, the USDA published its interim final rule for the regulatory framework for the production services of hemp. The rule provides requirements that should be clear across the industry for all retailers, hemp producers, and federal regulators as it relates to economic, social, and political inquiries. The proposal recommends states in America as well as Indian tribes submit federal and regulatory plans in their specific territory for hemp production services. Reasons for this come from the recent rapid growth and high demand for CBD leading to an increase in hemp production as well as the increase in hemp prices. This interim draft mentions that, quote, high prices for hemp driven primarily by demand for use in producing CBD relative to other crops have have driven increases in planting. Producer interest in hemp production is largely driven by the potential for high returns from sales of hemp flowers to be, to be processed into CBD oil. You said this about this decision. Quote, as we look to 2020, demand levels for our products have increased exponentially this year. We expect continued escalation, expanded distribution, both domestically and internationally. Now, we mentioned your, the new hemp license in Michigan. And can you kind of fill us in directly about how this new framework helps with what you're doing and what kind of expansion are you looking at domestically and internationally? Well, domestically there, the USDA put out the, the first ruling with through Congress and through the USDA in December of 2018, they gave us a basic framework for hemp farmers to come online in every state and every state had one year or each tribe had one year to get their uh, compliance and their regulatory platform in place. They submit that to the USDA for review. And if they're in compliance or in sync with the USDA, it's very simple. If they're gonna do their own thing and their own regulation, then they've got, they've got to justify why they're doing that. And then that'll be the rule of the land in that state or that jurisdiction. When you look at the USDA, by the USDA taking control of this, it kind of, removes the FDA from operating an industry or having oversight over the industry. The FDA will provide support and oversight from claims. What are people saying about it, about CBD? Are they saying it's a cure for everything? Are they saying it prevents everything? If they say it relieves everything, that's where they come in. They say, you can't say this. This is what you can say, but it's a lot of you can't say this. So that's a compliance piece, but they're not, they're not the cops here. It's, it is going to come down to the state regulatory bodies to be responsible for that. Going into 2020, uh, this is going to be the year that companies can start to comply to something, anything. 
we just don't have any guidelines right now to do it. So we're trying to create our own best practices as an, as an industry. The bad actors will get pushed out way to the sidelines or out of the business completely if they're not a compliant company. That's good for everybody. It's good for the consumer in the end. It, it, it might hurt a little bit for some people, but in the end, you want an industry that's sustainable. And with CBD being so popular and, and the main driver behind this hemp industry, you've got you've to make sure that there is something, some rules and regulations to follow. Yeah. So that, that's a big part of it. Excellent. Let's talk more now about some issues that are being done when it comes to, um, well, what we're looking at in terms of ingestibles, which I thought was a very interesting subject you talked about on the Stock Day podcast. You were talking about the company's involvement in the food and beverage space and your partnership with First Foods Group. And you said this, quote, First Foods Group is a critical piece to our launch in the food and beverage industry. You added that the company already has an agreement with an additional company for a line of CBD-infused tea and coffee products. And you said this, quote, it's really coming down to ingestibles. That is the next big wave into CBD. And ingestibles, for those of you who know, refers to not only edibles, but also sublinguals. Expand on that point for us. Well, you can put CBD in more things that you can swallow than any other place, you know, in, in any other market. So, you know, one of the things I forecasted back in 2014 was when you see CBD in milk and Wheaties and Cheerios, then you know we've kind of hit the saturation point. Right. And, and you can see it. It's going to happen. What the, what the market's not prepared for and even what the, the regulators and the government's not prepared for is they have prevented so much science and, and research and development of this product. The market doesn't know what to set as a standard, as in, as in weights and measures. So, you know, as a company, what we set out to do back in 2014 was figure out dosing and how much does a person need to take to get any type of therapeutic benefit. Once we define that, then we realize it doesn't take a lot. You don't have to take a thousand milligrams of this product. You take a few milligrams and you have an effective benefit. We know precisely where it's at from a, a clinical standpoint, but that's what we built our product line on. And right now, just like every other market that's been a, a hot natural product market, everybody's talking about more and more and more. More is going to make it better. That's not true. You know, do you take more olive oil? because olive oil is good for you? Or do you keep, you, do you take a cupful? Do you take a teaspoonful? Do you take a little drizzle of it? The market will regulate that out as far as what makes them feel good and not feel good. Mm -hmm. But I do think there should be a limit, you know, per dosing, just like the cannabis market. You know, they don't, in the early stages, they were putting a ton of THC in a lot of these products. People would consume a candy bar and get sick because they took too much. Right. There is a too much point in all of these products. So if the government will, can create some compliance platforms and listen to the industry people who have been spending the time and the resources to set these, these parameters, then you're going to have safer, safer products. That's when ingestibles become a real market, and it's really, really big. Now let's Water, point, I want to go follow up on that point. So you, yeah. In that same podcast, you also said, quote, nobody has yet engaged in ingestibles. You also posed the question about how do you deliver CBD into food groups, supplements, nutraceuticals and get it out there in a format that people will enjoy that is still healthy and beneficial for their wellness. So I want to go ahead and mention this, that BDS Analytics recently published a report talking about how ingestible sales in California from September 2018 to 2019, the revenues for edibles increased by 13%, sublinguals 
increased by 4%. And that whole total was $41 million. So I don't know if it's just, if you're referring to just other areas outside of California, um, but talk to me about the lack of engagement that you see missing with the ingestibles market. I think what you're seeing in California is water. You know, the, every manufacturer of water out there started sticking CBD into it, and that's where the sales came from. You know, okay. they, they got really hot there for a while, and that, that's, a big, that's a big percentage increase. The oil is the sublingual part uh, that, that people are talking about, and that, you know, that's just accessibility to a CBD product derived from hemp. So it's just an expansion and an educational piece, I think, on that format. Now, what about the area that maybe there's not, maybe they cannot be taken into account yet, that there's going to be an addressing of the edibles market by Canada because they're now given the chance to start creating edibles. And at this point, even though that it's been allowed, they still have to go through proper channels through Health Canada in order for them to go ahead and have the permits and the proper paperwork required for them to go ahead and be able to produce edibles after a 90-day uh, period, I believe it is, of uh, of, of paperwork that needs to be done before edibles can be put into the market into the new year. Do you think that will make a big difference? Yeah, I think that's where rules and regulations start. You know, they have to start somewhere. Health Canada hasn't got everything right. They've, you know, they've kind of stumbled along. They they tried to look at what states in the United States were doing and tried to emulate that. And it, and the states didn't always get it right. So. There's still a lot of learning to, you know, that's going to take place in the next five to 10 years as this industry starts to mature. Uh, I think the paperwork and the compliance pieces, they're going to be onerous and it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a put off for a lot of companies coming into the industry. And that's what will keep the gray market or black market alive. If you look at for the, com- the companies that are going to really pursue this as an industry uh, be to be industry leaders, they're going to do everything they can to make it as onerous as possible to keep the competition from coming in and only allow a few people to to do it. So that requires legal work and consultation and specialists that that, that help you build your products. It's it's still a mess, and in the early stages of something that's fantastic, it's going to be a mess for a while. And I and I think if if the industry leaders can really help the industry move along and grow properly They're the government wants to work with them because the government doesn't necessarily know what to do either. They just know what they've done in the past. Very interesting. And I'm thinking about the fact that there is, you make a great point about how it is more beverages that are really making the biggest push right now, as opposed to anything that might be any kind of baked goods or edibles or any kind of uh, physical products that are just, you know, just ingestible that are just not something that's just a liquid form, that is something a different form altogether. So, I mean, do you see it being where ingestibles are overshadowed pretty much by most beverages being the reason, whether it's a beer that's infused or if it's water or a soda, that, that would be the real push of ingestibles and that's where that new wave is coming from? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's just, there's two things you got to think about when you're working with plant fats, which CBD is a plant fat. One, if you put it in water, oil and fat, oil and water don't mix. So you got to trick it into looking like it's, it's blending. It's not a very good delivery system for CBD. It, it'll have some effect, but it's not, it's not an, it's not truly an effective delivery system. Food, when you're chewing it in your mouth and you get absorption in your mouth, that's a good delivery system. The, what they'll probably do, though, over time is they'll start cutting it and putting different um, man-made chemicals to help support the product so it tastes better. So they're going to put sugar in it, 
and then they're going to bake it. So those are the two things that you don't want with CBD. You don't want to heat it over a certain temperature. It kind of, it kills the effectiveness of the, of the molecule. And the second part is if you're putting sugar with a anti-inflammatory molecule, you're kind of defeating the purpose of what the product does in the first place. So there's, there's going to be a lot of balance, you know, and, and I think people will, especially the big companies and the big brand names, they're going to come and try and stick CBD in everything because there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of access to the molecule with the, with the increase of the, the farmers that are out there. So they'll just put in everything and they'll see what works and what doesn't work. And in the end, you'll have a few products that everybody like and a whole bunch of failure getting to that point. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of overlying factors that come into play when it comes to how they, how that, how that uh, plant is being put together through burn hash oil distillates from the kind of flavoring that has to be put into to infuse to take away the oily plant taste that any of these products might have. There's been a lot of work behind that and I can see where that's, that's going to be a continuing issue. And again, it's the markets that are opening up and what the more opportunities that are out there for other companies to try to create something that will create a great edible that will be in essence, not that will just be masking and really you get more of the flavor of what you want to have as opposed to the flavor that you're not trying to get the, the aftertaste you might get as you, if you might say. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. Balance. That's, it's, it's going to be the key is balance without ruining the effectiveness of the molecule. There we go. All right. Todd Davis, CEO of CBD Unlimited is with me as my guest here on Blunt Business. We're back with final questions with Todd after this. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Oh, Lady Marijuana Llama, tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you like yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah? Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Fetch your earbuds and stay tuned for some pure pet care conversation. Hi, it's Angela Ardolino with It's a Dog's Life, and I have Hernanda Umana joining me. We're just both so fascinated with how much we've learned since we've been in this pet industry and creating an all-natural product. Because it's a dog's life. I am a huge fan of my guest today, Dr. Bob Goldstein. I have, in my experience, not seen many natural substances produce the results that CBD is producing in the animals that we are testing on. It's a Dog's Life with Angela Ardolino, only on Cannabis Radio. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. 
I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Back with final questions with Todd Davis, the CEO of CBD Unlimited here on Blunt Business. Now, let's talk more about the company itself, CBD Unlimited. Now, you also have technology products and services that provide essential solutions to promote regulatory compliance and full accountability through asset protection, inventory management, compliance, and end-of-sale technology. So you've integrated the Gorilla Tech platform. It's the first standardized hardware, agnostic, and software solution for tracking high-risk, high-shrink, regulated, and restricted products that maintains compliance with federal, state, and local regulations. Talk to me about this Gorilla Tech platform, what your team has done to stay ahead of compliance issues. Well, when we first came into the cannabis space uh, as a public company, we had to find a way to be in the business without touching the plant. Mm -hmm. So we built a a system called AutoSpence at the time that was designed to sit in a dispensary and help support heavy time, heavy traffic uh, sales hours for a dispensary to help people get in and out when they on the products that they wanted. So it was an unbreakable, very secure system that would give real-time accounting to what products are selling, when people are coming in, it had biometrics and a dual authentication piece for a customer to come in if they were registered with that dispensary and had their medical card. All great technology, but in the end, it's illegal to sell these products from a machine, just like it's illegal to sell cigarettes in a machine. It falls under a different compliance branch of the government that a lot of us weren't really looking at. But through that, we understood that we started to learn the market and we looked at the whole market. If you're going to sit in a pharmacy, for instance, what other products could you put in there that the pharmacy needs help with? So we started building pharmacy in front of the counter pharmacy solutions to help support the pharmacist and the pharmacist tech. And we, we were able to combine some different software and different compliance platforms into a single source uh, software platform hosted in a machine that was highly secure and had real-time compliance and real-time reporting. So that's where Gorilla Tech came together. Now we can service the pharmacy industry. We can service the dispensary industry and we can service general merchandising of high-risk products that get stolen a lot. So when you walk into a pharmacy, they have everything in glass cabinets now. They have eye drops in cabinets. They have razors in cabinets. They have condoms in cabinets. Every one of these different categories that get stolen a lot are in cabinets. That's where Gorilla Tech comes in and takes that product, puts it into a machine so that the customer has real-time access and can vend it from a secure solution. And the way you get value from it if you're the pharmacy owner is you can put Sudafed in there. You could put CBD in there. You could put in the eventuality that uh, a cannabis-based product with THC becomes available in the pharmacy space. That can be put in there. It can be regulated. It can have oversight, and it can be protected as a safe solution for vending. So that's, that's really where that comes in, and it allows us to educate the consumer. It allows you to advertise product at the point of sale, and it allows you to keep the pharmacist over in his space so he doesn't have to come out of the booth to come and educate somebody or tell them what the best product to buy is. So it's an all-in-one solution that, uh, that will help create distribution platforms. Uh, we can put 50,000 of these around the country instead of opening up thousand foot square foot stores these can be standalone units in unique sites around the country and internationally very good very good all right let's go and direct our listeners to cbdunlimited.com which is where your store with all your products are available i see premium blue 
oils, delayed release veggie caps. You have products for pets. You have topicals and drinks. Uh, talk to us a little bit about what you see is uh, what's been doing best for you. What are some of the products that customers looking at the website, CBDUnlimited.com should be looking at that are going to be really interesting. New product you might have available. Uh, give us a little insight of what you think you would like to direct people to. Okay. So uh, our three core products are the oil delivery system, which is your oral delivery. You got your capsule delivery systems, which we use delayed release technologies or enteric, enteric delivery systems for the capsules to bypass the stomach and get a better absorption and get into the, the, the blood channels faster. Hmm. Uh, the topicals have become the new and hottest and greatest thing is mostly because the big stores can't buy and sell ingestibles yet or supplements yet. So they're stuck with topicals. And next year, that, that market should open up a little bit more. But that's where we're in over 5,000 stores with two primary SKUs is our balms and our mist products. These are topical applications to kill pain or fight inflammation or help create a better experience uh, at the point of pain on the person. These products work. They're married with other products that also work. So in combination, we've created some very high-end formulations that will always be at the higher end of the price range, but they're very effective and they, you know, people get what they pay for in this space. The coming products are, uh, we're gonna do a broad scale launch of our teas and our coffees, as well as our uh, energy drinks and single dose liquid format formulations mm -hmm. that absorb very, very quickly in the mouth and allow for the delivery of the CBD properly. Uh, we also have the, the partnership with First Foods Group. Uh, they're a leading manufacturer in chocolate. And chocolate and CBD, as well as THC, they all kind of work in the same receptor platforms. So when you marry the right type of chocolate with the, the CBD, you have a very pleasant experience that you can marry with high-end chocolates and, and enjoy, actually enjoy this. It's not just the CBD you're working with, you're getting a good product from one of the leading chocolatiers in the world. This is the, the chocolatier, himself, uh, the person that is the chocolatier is rated the 14th best chocolatier in the world by Forbes. So these are, you know, having high quality products. We're not out there just to put CBD into a product. It's got to be high end. And we're selling premium products that people will enjoy. They'll be able to use time and time again and get the same results in a predictable fashion. Love it. A lot of good product lines. And I'm, I'm curious as to what uh, happens with the chocolate line when you get that all put together. But a lot of good, different, interesting ways. I liked all the packaging that we have all put together. A lot of strong uh, products. You have a lot of things that are in the 500 to 1,000 milligrams of CBD uh, per dose, which is really great. It's not, it's not per dose, though. Let me correct oh, you there. Sorry. Okay. When, when you look at the, when we look at our packaging, it's a total volume. So all of our products, every single one of them, ranges between 1.7 and 2.5% total concentration of CBD. Okay. And the reason that is part of our delivery system. We know we can count how many milligrams per dose through the way we deliver the system in those effective therapeutic ranges. You can go higher than that, but you don't need to. So the way we designed it is every, every product that we have is anywhere from $1 to $3 a day delivery system. So if you're working with a consumable like a chocolate piece or a coffee, it's going to be a little bit more expensive on a per dose basis because it's a food group. 
if you're looking at oils and capsules, we're trying to target in there at $1.25 to $1.50 a day where the average everyday person can achieve a therapeutic benefit per that price range. So even though the price of the, the, the underlying ingredients may go up and down with the market, we stay in that range so people can afford it and they're getting an effective dose. So it's when, when you see 5,000 milligrams on a bottle of something, 5,000 milligrams of what is the question. It's always, why is there so much? Is it, does it work better? It doesn't. We've tested it. Huh. So it's, it's really about knowing how CBD works with other materials. Does the CBD perform better when it's in the presence of another herb? Does it work better in the presence of another fat? All these things have to be defined over time. And over the last six years, we've done a lot of science on this to develop our products. Thank you for clarifying that. I do appreciate that. Again, I've been here with Todd Davis, the CEO of CBD Unlimited. Again, the website is cbdunlimited.com. Please go and point everybody out to if there's any social media or any particular places they should go in particular to learn more about all the changes and all the things that are coming on with CBD Unlimited after they hear this episode. Yeah, you can go to our CBD Unlimited website. uh, That's to get the primary base information. Now we're, we're working with some standards with the industry in general where to, in order to educate, we have to go out through social media. So a lot of the education comes in the form of Facebook, CBD Unlimited at the Facebook. You can get it at Twitter and you can get it at Instagram. We're constantly advertising, updating, and, and putting information into those sites so that people can follow us and see the latest developments and show you know, how the every, everyday person is using our products. And we, we did recently start a, an, a campaign with the Janine Delaney Corporation where we're bringing lifestyles in different categories and making them aware of and educating them how they can be used for specific applications. So if you're working out, there's, there are products and solutions that help you work out better, fatigue later, recover faster. If we're, if we're targeting your parents, the 70-year-old that's just trying to improve their quality of life and increase their mobility and reduce their pain and, re, and, and reduce inflammation, we have a way to educate and communicate with that group in a way that they're going to understand and connect with. So that, you know, that's a lot of what we've been building uh, in the year 2019. And all of that platform and that foundation and infrastructure is now fully built and it'll just, it'll be a very busy 2020 for us. And we're hoping so as well. Thank you again, Todd, for being with us here on Blunt Business. Really do appreciate you making time for us. Thanks so much. It's my pleasure. Glad to share my, our information with you. Absolutely. And uh, thank you listeners again for joining us here as we continue another episode of Blunt Business and another season of Blunt Business going into the year 2020. As always, you can find all of our past episodes, which we have many. We did so many last year. Catch up on all the latest episodes we did of Blunt Business here. Go to CannabisRadio.com where all of our shows are available. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.